0: Let's get chilly. Uh, hello and welcome to Let's Chill, the official, unofficial Minnesota Windshield, Minnesota Strike podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Jay. I'm Kane. And with us today we have, we have Mattis. Uh, <laughs> but we have Keely Mattis, Brian in Mattis' wife. Keely, welcome on.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, this is, this is kind of a funny situation because we we have been talking about brandon all the time on the podcast always like oh we got to get him on or we'll always tweet at him everything and so it's really funny to have you on before we actually have
1: right. <laughs> Brandon.
0: uh this is this is awesome <laughs> good so usually we start these with like a stall seven like a trivia question uh tonight we're gonna kind of mix that up and do a bunch of Brandon Mattis trivia question. So it's all going to be directed at you. How well do you know, Brandon? (laughs) All
1: right. We'll see how I do.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, Let me kick it off. It'll be a really easy one. Okay. Uh, What number does he wear and why?
1: He wears 61 now because we went to college in Winona. He grew up in Winona for a little bit and Winona is on Highway 61.
0: Bingo. Easy as that. (laughs) Hi right, Jay. Uh,
2: all right. So, what team did Brandon score his first goal against?
1: Oh gosh. Probably, I'm going to say Madison, but I don't believe that I know actually that answer.
2: Uh no! It's actually it was the Detroit Mechanics.
1: Huh? No mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> <laughs>
3: all right. So, not including last night's game, yep. how many career blocks does he have?
1: Oh gosh. No idea. I feel like I should know this as a wife. Gosh, no idea. I don't, I'm not even going to guess because I'm going to say something totally wrong and he's going to make fun of me forever for it.
0: <laughs> 90.
1: Okay. That's more than I would have guessed.
0: Yeah. The road to a hundred.
1: Yes, that's fair.
0: And I don't actually know if he got any blocks last night. So I think that's still accurate. So.
1: I agree. I think so.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. So Brandon played in his hundredth game last year what team did he play that game against? Oh my gosh.
1: I also feel like I should know that, but it was such a huge day that Mm
0: -hmm. I didn't
1: even honestly watch the game. Like his mom and I were all just focused on all the things we were going to do for the 100th game. (laughs) I could not even tell you honestly, only because I probably watched zero minutes of that entire game. So (laughs) there's so many people that came to the game that have never been to a game before, our friends, family, whatnot it was no. mostly hosting them, explaining the game to them, all of the above.
0: That makes a lot of sense. It was also uh, Detroit Mechanics.
1: Oh, yep. so, yeah.
0: Oh, right. yeah. I When I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. Again, because that was a pretty big game just for the wind chill. I think it was the last right. game of the season. I think so. And I was like, oh, yeah, I suppose they wrapped up with mechanics. But
1: Yep, yep. that makes sense. Yeah, I, I honestly <laughs> probably didn't watch one minute of that game. Normally, I watch the entire game, but that was such a weird side thing that his mom and I worked so hard on all these extras that yeah. couldn't even tell you the score nothing don't even know how the game <laughs> I assume we won but that's all I got from there.
0: <laughs> yep. I remember <laughs> yeah. we
3: had the uh, the full Brandon Maddis face on a stick and everything. We went all out for that
2: one.
1: All out yep. <laughs> um
2: who is Brandon's best friend on another team or like his favorite opponent to play against?
1: Oh he loves playing against Cam Brock. Um, I would say that's probably one of his biggest friends. Although Biz, who plays for Madison, also would be another one, I would say. Yeah. All
2: right. Yeah, we, we had Cam Brock for that. see.
3: Yeah. Nice. Okay. So we know Brandon Mattis is very particular about his chili recipe.
1: Yeah. He is very. Yes. He once <laughs> shared
3: an anecdote about almost replacing the cumin with a different spice what spice did he almost put in the chili
1: oh my gosh i remember this it was something weird too and he was so mad about it (laughs) it was something was like parsley or something that kind of made sense but didn't but i don't remember he he hasn't even made that in such a long time huh i don't know cinnamon that would have been terrible
0: right that's, that's funny. I feel like we all said like that wouldn't be too bad. Like I guess we have to taste it first, but right. I thought about it more. Brown sugar would be good, but not cinnamon. Yeah, so, I agree. All right, that's why I'm not a cook, I guess. But you know, I'm not
1: honestly, I'm not either. He's the cook in the household. I <laughs> do not cook anything. Enjoy Brandon. It. If
3: you're listening, man, we'd love to have you make us chili sometime.
1: <laughs> we love, we love to cook, and I actually I can't eat tomatoes anymore like later in life. So he loves making spaghetti sauce, chili, all that. And he never does anymore because I can't eat it. So he would love to make it for other people that could enjoy okay. it.
0: <laughs> that sounds wonderful. <laughs> okay. This one's kind of going back to a previous question. And honestly, I'm going to be honest. I don't know the answer to this. I'm very curious to hear yours. Okay. Who is his, who is his least favorite player or team to play against?
1: Um, I could probably name a couple of players but I'm not going to cuz I don't want to get them in trouble. <laughs> Teams, I would say probably Madison just because of the rivalry. Um it's always been a rivalry. Chicago also just because of the past few years with playoffs, but I think overall I would Madison, I would say either least favorite or most favorite. Could go either way. But it's always been a long standing thing that he's always super excited to play them. So
0: Interesting. Well, okay, that's a perfect segue into our first, like, main question. What What did you think of the game last night, and, like, how has that rivalry developed over time? Like, I feel like last night was, like, a really intense game, but in recent years, it hasn't been super competitive, but I know a while ago it has been, so, like, tell us about that rivalry from, like, your perspective and kind of hearing from what Raiden has said. Yeah,
1: it's been so fun. I mean, Madison was a really, really good team for... A while right we've seen them at their own championship game in madison before they've been a good team in the past they're really fun to watch every game is always close the one of the best memories i have is the first time they beat like when beat them at Bree stevens was one of the coolest memories because it was like they just kept losing kept losing could not win in madison finally beat them in madison i've gone to every single madison game i go to every single one and when they finally beat them was like very exciting so now it continues to be i mean he told all of our friends yesterday that we're coming it's going to be close no matter what it's always close against madison so we always hope to pull it off and luckily we did last night but you never know with them
0: yeah last night in particular it was like my heart was racing from from opening pole pretty much yeah uh, was it like weirdly like chirpy i guess like I and mean, again we don't have to get like super specific right but it, it felt, it felt like more chirpy than normal last night.
1: I agree. That definitely. I mean, maybe for Madison I feel like it actually is pretty common like that, but it did feel, yes, I agree. Last night it was kind of weird. There was a couple of his coworkers that had never been to a game, and they were like, is this normal? And I was like, <laughs> "Not really? No. So I agree. More than normal, for sure. Interesting. Right.
3: So you said you go to Madison at the very least but do you often go to other away games or like what, what percentage of the away games do you go to?
1: I always go to Madison, but my college roommate, uh, one of our best friends lives in Madison. So it, it's always worked out. And we stay with her. We don't see her very often, but we know we're going to see her every time we have a Madison game. Um, otherwise I've gone to every playoff game. That's not in Minnesota. Other ones I've not, I've never been, I've never even been to Indiana. I don't think I've never gone to a game there. Um, I've only been to Chicago for playoffs so otherwise, not many. Mostly just because on the side I teach dance, and a lot of the weekends line up when I have dance competitions. So otherwise, I it probably would be a hundred percent. If I ever retire from teaching dance, it'll I'll probably go to a hundred percent of the away games. But for That's sure, awesome. Madison, and I'll always playoffs. I'll always go to any playoff game no
2: right. matter what. So before the games, like do you have any like pre-game rituals, like what you do to like help the windshield win? Any like hype things you do? <laughs>
1: I do nothing. Brandon wants to hear nothing. Like Brandon's pregame ritual himself is like, needs to be in his own head. So honestly, like myself, my friend, Trish, who she comes to every single game, we go to every single game together. Her and I, the best way to support them pregame, I think nothing. We're just silent fans until it starts going and hopefully they're doing well. But we like to just lay back, we're not huge. During the game, her and I were loud, but we're not in anyone's face. We want to just kind of stay back. And it, it seemed to work out, so we just stick to that role. Stay out yeah. of things.
3: We, we, can, we can take over with the loud signs and stuff. Yes,
1: you all have it, so <laughs> it works out. I'm more of a quiet fan, and it's funny because at games, I used to always sit in the stands. My parents always sit in the stands because you can see the whole thing. I started going to the beer garden in the past like year or two. I hate being in the beer garden because I can't see a thing. If you're not on the fence, it's fun atmosphere, but I find myself talking to my friends the entire time and I'm like, I missed this entire game. So it has been funny. It's nice that you're in the stands. You're loud from the stands because it's a totally different experience from the beer garden right. as well. So.
3: How about this? We will save you a spot next home game. We'll Perfect. give you a sign and everything. You can come hang out with us on the fence for a little bit. I'm in. Awesome.
0: Okay, I'm kind of curious at like the origin of like your introduction to ultimate. So I guess like a, a kind of a multi-part question. So have you ever like played disc sports of any kind? Uh, we'll start with that. Did, have you played ultimate or like disc golf or anything?
1: No. Brandon and I have. We started dating in high school. High school sweetheart. Senior year, he started the team at our high school. Before that, I knew nothing about it. Um, then he's played throughout college. And ever since I never, I was a dancer growing up. I never did any sort of sport that required any sort of disc ball, anything. And so not into that side of things. Nope, never do. I'll throw around with him sometimes. He said, I have decent throws for someone that doesn't play sports. So I take that proudly, but <laughs> nope, never played myself.
0: Interesting. Okay. So then my next question is like, how do you see the sport, Cause like, I think from a lot of people from the outside perspective, when you hear professional ultimate Frisbee, like that sounds like a really funny joke, right? Like, exactly. Oh yeah. I've played Frisbee, you know, my backyard, like, yeah. what is your, how do you see Frisbee? How did you see it back then when he started the team? And like, mm-hmm. did you ever feel like, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous or were you always like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Let's, let's go for it. You know, like how has that evolved? Right.
1: Definitely. I know when we were in high school, I just honestly knew nothing about it. So I would, I didn't even go to some of the, I think I went to like one game ever. And it was like, oh, he's just doing it for fun, whatever. Um, College, he went to college for a scholarship for swimming. He swam in college. He, that was what he was doing. He didn't even play Frisbee right away, I don't think. But then three days for swimming came and went and he said, I actually hate swimming now. Was swimmer his whole life quit lost the entire scholarship at the school to play frisbee and it all just changed from there every friend i have left from college basically is from frisbee and so it changed the whole direction of what was even going on so back then it was kind of just like i don't even know you're just doing this for fun whatever even the first few years of the windchill I went to every game but there was like no fans there was maybe a couple hundred fans but I I didn't even tell people he played professional frisbee because they would just laugh at it like that's what it was right now totally different story people recognize him he's been recognized at vikings games we've been at malls people recognize him like other fans as well I know recognize other players like i would have never guessed that 10 years ago it's super crazy and so now i tell everybody that he's a captain of a professional team because most of the time now people know ultimate they it's a lot bigger i think in schools now they learn it a lot more in gym all that but very different than it was many years ago now i tell everybody about it where 10 years ago nine years ago just didn't tell people because i didn't want to deal with them laughing about it right it's changed so much
0: interesting you also go to Winona?
1: Yes. So I went to Winona state and he started at St. Mary's, the the private school. He transferred once he quit swimming, transferred to Winona state. So yes, we didn't actually follow each other to college. It just kind of worked out. I went to dance at Winona state. He went to swim at St. Mary's. Then as soon as he quit swimming, he was like, I don't want to go to private school anymore. So transferred to Winona state. So we both graduated from there. Cool.
3: Okay, so if you've known him for a very long time, you probably have some really good embarrassing stories, right? You don't have to put him on blast on the pod. You can tell us that once we're done recording, but <laughs> it was something that the fans can also know.
1: Um, Something funny about his man bun, which I think is what makes him so recognizable. I mean, he has a big Instagram presence, but I think the man bun is what makes him recognizable in public at least. Um, he didn't used to have a man bun during COVID. He couldn't go get his hair cut. He used to be super particular, get his hair cut super specific way. Couldn't get it cut during COVID. And one day he said, I think I want a man bun now. And I said, no, that would be terrible. And now he has a man bun. So that's what our way that we roast each other is. I was like, you, no way you are not growing this out and he won't get rid of it now. So
3: <laughs> Good.
1: that's my, you should that's how that came to be which we yeah i make fun of him we make fun of each other for it pretty often because it was like i never thought he would do it but can't get your hair cut for a while he was going to prove me wrong
0: i mean yeah at this point it's just become iconic like it is
1: (laughs) i can't imagine him without it so
0: yeah (laughs) um okay i have a question about like so brandon has become increasingly involved with ultimate um a bunch of different like tournaments with club and party tournaments AUDL and I know you have gotten to know other players as teammates and everything I know like every week you're taking a picture with like strike players who are coming to like like you are all friends yeah. I'm curious to know from your perspective like what is your favorite ultimate to watch like do you do you go to party tournaments and club like what what's your favorite of those three like party tournaments club AUDL all of the above
1: yeah, this year, I would say in the past, just like straight years, the closest I've gotten to any of his teammates, his first year, like officially playing dragon, um, this past year was like, that's how I got to know all the strike women, just because I got to be a lot closer. I went to nationals with them this year, got to hang out with them on the last day before everyone flew home. So I got super close to a lot of them. And then we went, I went with to lay out this year, which is kind of a funny story because so a party tournament, right. On the beach. Uh, I went with, and in order to attend, you had to sign up as like there's like a viewer package. But when they signed me up, somehow it ended up saying I was a chaperone. So it was the entire roster of the layout team, and then me listed as chaperone. So I just have lived that up ever since now. I'm like, now I'm your chaperone. I don't play Ultimate, but I'm listed on your roster officially, which I don't even know how that happened. But <laughs> I don't know. They're all very different. I think Windchill games are my favorite, just the fan experience is a lot different. There's a lot more. Um, it's fun to see all the different fans. Dragon watching Dragon is fun, but they you just don't get as many fans at club tournaments. I I think Dragon probably gets the most out of any team. They're very loyal fans, but definitely wind chill. Layout was fun as a party tournament, but the weather was awful. That was the only t- party tournament I've been to, and it was like 40 degrees and sideways raining in California. So that I sat in the car most of the time and watched. So <laughs> I didn't have as much of an introduction. So I don't know, they're all good in their own reasons, but for sure, the professional scene right now, my
0: favorite. I just picture you with like this big bag, of like of snacks, maybe like a clipboard mm-hmm. with everyone's name, just checking off. <laughs> Is everyone on the bus? Is everyone in their hotel now? <laughs> that's
1: what I did. That's, that's basically what I went shopping the first day for all of them. I was like, Hey, I'm going to come watch anyways. I mean, I definitely am. I think the longest running spouse. We've been together for 14 years now. And so wow. people know me whether they didn't meet me until this year, but they at least know me from his Instagram. I hear that uh, a lot. People come up to me at windshield games. I don't know who they are. Oh, you're Brandon Mattis's wife. I know you from Instagram. Like, <laughs> all right, cool. Um, so it definitely helps that I have some sort of name for myself just because of him.
0: Yeah,
1: it helps integrate me more into the ultimate scene. If I don't play, I like to go watch.
0: How do you feel about that? Just like being recognized, like not necessarily famous I don't know if you can call called famous, right. but is that good, bad and different?
1: It's kind of fun. I tell Brandon all the time that he's like a G-list celebrity now, like underneath, I say like, there's like Dave Ryan, who's probably like a D-list celebrity in the Twin Cities. And Brandon's like a couple steps below that. Right. He, he always laughs at me for saying that, but I'm like, I'm one step underneath you now. Cause this, probably last year and this year are the most I've ever gotten recognized. Random people know my first name. And I always feel terrible. Cause I was like, I have no idea who you are, but then I make the connections pretty quickly, but I don't know. It's kind of a fun, I would have never guessed that 10 years ago when, when he started all of this, like no way wouldn't. I mean, when he started the windchill in high school, college, those were just fun teams. He played for more fun teams, had more of a fun time, less serious, but I don't know. It's definitely a unique side, which I don't think a lot of people get to experience.
2: I don't know if you can say that he's he's more famous than you new now because like you've been on, on the Windshield Talk podcast now and he hasn't. So like
1: I know. Yeah, I think that's putting him
2: <laughs> at least to the same level, if not higher.
1: Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we did we did talk about that today. I was like, you are welcome to be on. I think they would love to have you, but he's very much I don't know. Very much an introvert until he's not, but it'd be a lot for him to get on it. (laughs) I'm more extroverted than him, for sure.
3: Totally valid. And one thing that we were talking about is that this is a really unique perspective to, like, share with other people because you've been, like you said, you're the longest running spouse of the team. Mm -hmm. So... Going into say, like, the league is more serious over the next 10, 15 years. Do you have any insight into, like, what Brandon Mattis's plan is? Like, does he plan to stay in the league for a while or is he looking to retire soon?
1: Long running question that him and I talk about not super seriously. I mean, he's 31, which is getting older in the ultimate scene. Obviously, there's older players, long term, and he wants to get into masters, all of that. His he for sure will not retire until they win a championship for dragon and Windshell. Like I don't see him retiring before he gets a championship with either team. I think if either of those happen this year, which hopefully they will, I still don't, I, he would stick around for a while. He right. really no plans in sight currently. He loves ultimate. That's what it works. It works for us. I love watching. So
3: that's what we love about
2: we'll
1: him Yeah. That's good
2: to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So earlier you were talking about like the fans having, you know, there were usually maybe a couple hundred in the early years of the windchill. So what do you think like the league, but specifically the windchill is going to be like the next five or 10 years? Cause you, you know, you've, you've already watched that first 10 years of growth of the team. Do you think it's grown faster now or slower or.
1: For sure. Faster. I think since probably like 2018, 2019, I think it took a big spin I think in the next five years, we totally outgrow Seafoam. I was talking to him about it last night with his coworkers who had never been to a game, hear him talk about it all the time, but they've never experienced it in person. And it's like last night was a lot of people. Like it filled up way more than I expected for a potentially rain out, like way more people. I think it maybe set a record. It could have, um, I think it, in five years, for sure, they're, they're going to need a new venue. They're not going to fit within the next couple of years if they consistently get this many people it helps they get so much media coverage now and Brandon and Feldman and all of them work super hard to get on the news stations. That's how you get new fans, right? Partially just being on the news, seeing people, seeing you there. Um, it's going to keep growing for sure. I mean, it's grown so much since it started even going to, I've been to a couple different championship weekends with him, just as fans, right. We go to watch just for fun. And even those have grown like substantially. Like last year's at Madison was the biggest it's ever been so much fun. There's so much extra things to do. So I don't see the league slowing down anytime soon. I think it's just going to get a lot bigger and a lot bigger as it goes.
0: Yeah, it is cool to see them like getting on local news all, all the time. Do you think like, okay. Cause I personally don't love the way they talk about the wind chill. I know it's necessary cause they're still trying to introduce people to it. Do you yeah. think that does any harm, like like or like illegitimizing them? Is that a word? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, or, like, should we be talking about them like they are already a part of the sports scene, or do you think that introductory segment is still very necessary?
1: I think it's still very necessary, just introducing them. I know, yes, yeah, definitely, is very like basic, and sometimes you're like, we could talk a little bit more about this, but I, I think getting these news stations, at least on board. And I think once they're kind of on board, then they're going to start talking about it in a different level, different light. So I think it's still pretty necessary now. I mean, I even think about like my work, I work at a small company. Most of them have never been to an ultimate game this year. We're going to pay for them to come out to an ultimate game. And they're like, is it disc golf you throw into the basket? I'm like, no. So I think we still need it at that level just for now until it's more widely known which we are it's significantly more than it has been in years past but I think we're we still need it for now
0: right and that's kind of actually why we started this is so we could for people who wanted that next step we can we can bypass that introduction and dive right into it and then kind of leave that introductory stuff to other outlets I guess
1: absolutely yeah I mean it's yeah I totally agree it's really cool that you started it because there is really there's a Maybe some other things similar to it, but nothing at this level, especially for the Minnesota sports. So it's cool to just get it out in the public more.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, I'm curious to know what. So, so we we all know like how much Brandon works in the like during the season. He's he's always on his Instagram. Like he's always in the gym. Yeah. What are what's your life like in the regular season versus the off season? Like I know he's kind of in club, but is there ever really a downtime or how is it different in the off season?
1: The two weeks following club nationals every year, two weeks, only 14 days are his only off season. He will not pick up a disc. He will not work out. We will do, we'll do, go do fun. Like we always do fun things, but like, he won't care about what he eats, what he drinks. Like none of that matters for 14 days, only immediately following club nationals. So like early November, late October, otherwise, full swing rest of the year works out at least five days a week usually more um when it's in when we're in season wind chill season and then like getting closer to the end of club season when it's more getting towards nationals he's very specific about what he eats he has very specific rules about like caffeine intake um alcoholic beverages very 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 specific once it gets to this time of year so like right now we're in the full swing so we the places we go eat um if i want to go eat somewhere that he wouldn't normally eat during this season of the year he looks at the menu to make sure it's something that he can eat that's healthier that will get him game ready like always in doesn't take any time off during right now and then like once it gets to, like october he's fully in so there's really not an off season much i mean the winter definitely less so but that's when he's actually probably working out even harder maybe because he's on his own training getting ready for it so really no off season. but he does yes I, we tell people if you want to have the full brandon experience two weeks after club nationals that's the full brandon and then it's right back in that's
2: what i'm hearing is if we ever want to get brandon on the pod is to do with
1: that yeah yep <laughs> no he he takes it super super seriously but he always wants to also have a good time so it's not like it doesn't impede any of the things we want to do, you know, as a married couple with our friends, whatever. But like I what I tell people right now, we're in a bags league at the at Pocket Square, the distillery that sponsors the windshield. Um, we join the Spring Bags League. He won't drink alcoholic beverages 48 hours before a game. Never has. He will not break the rule. He has literally never broken that rule on himself he tries to tell all of his teammates who he definitely tries to get everyone on board with that he's very serious about it so we're playing this bags league at a distillery where they serve alcohol and he's completely sober and we play our bags games and then we every Thursday we have to get home because he has film with the windchill guys so even like that it's like we do our fun little things but frisbee's always there which it works because I also teach dance and so our my biggest seasons in the spring early summer same with him for windchill so it we don't see each other a lot, but we're both doing our our things in evenings, weekends, so it works out for us. I think if I didn't have an outside thing like that, if I just worked a full time job during the day and had nothing else, I don't know if it, it would work out. But it works out because we have similar schedules. This in the spring, roughly.
2: That's that's awesome. it's kind of perfect. You know, it's you love to hear it, sort of things. <laughs> Um, so I'm curious about how you view the windchill team as a whole, um, a little bit less Brandon centric uh, conversation, but just like as, as a person who's watched, you know, the windchill, like through all their seasons, how do you think this team stacks up against the rest?
1: Yeah, I know going into this season, I think there was a little bit of nerves. A couple people were leaving. We weren't sure who exactly was coming back right before tryouts. I think it was a little nerve-wracking because last year, like the last two years, we've been so close to championship weekend, right? Like two heartbreakers in a row. Like, shoot, are we going to have a strong enough team that can make it this year? And seeing them play the first few games um, changed that around pretty quickly. It was like, nope, we're... I think we could do it. I think we could easily do it. Um, They've been a typical Minnesota sports team the past two years at playoffs. They, he hates when I say that, but I'm like, you follow Minnesota sports. You've done it the past two years. Sadly, we don't want to follow that. But no, I think, I think this would be, this is going to be the year. I really do have strong hopes that we will, we will be there. They'll be there this year. I think they have a strong team. A lot of younger guys that I don't even know, never met them, but it's gonna work out.
3: The kind of talk that I love to hear. I feel <laughs> so inspired. I think you should give the pregame talks now. I should get, get, right? get, get Feldman out there. Let's get them. Let's get them <laughs> their the chaperone right? back.
1: Give she me, can give. She can give the pregames. <laughs> right. Awesome. And it's like I, I mean, my personality. I'm very blunt and. So like if Brandon has a bad game or his teammates that I'm super close with, if they have a bad game, like I'm not afraid to be like, what did what was that? Like, what did you do? But I definitely am like actually hopeful that I think this this will be it. I think they can do it. They've got a great group of guys. It's gonna be a good season.
0: Thank you. Thank you you' are clipping that. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I'm actually curious to hear about, like, uh, I don't know why, like, Ben Feldman, like, because he was a player and a teammate of Ben, or of Brandon, yep. and now he's the coach. How has that, like, like, evolved, I guess? I don't even know the question I'm trying to ask, but, like, I think it's kind of interesting when a player becomes a coach and the, yep. uh, one of their teammates is still on the team. Right. Um, it's
1: definitely, yeah, I. Known Ben Feldman for a long time. He is a character. We all love love Ben Feldman, right? Um, Yeah, I remember the year that Ben and Surly were talking about, you know, owning the team because they had start long before Feldman, right? I mean, Feldman had played, but different ownership. We didn't know if the league was going to survive. Like, was was the league going to survive? Was the team going to survive? We got past that. Ben Feldman came in as a GM, part owner. Surly came in. That kind of flipped everything. Brandon's been with it from the beginning. Brandon's worked for the team in different capacities. I mean, Brandon has done a lot of their social media in the past. He works in marketing, so he just has a good eye for all of those things. It has been interesting seeing him take on a bunch of different roles. I mean, I do think he's a good fit at it and could be polarizing, but knowing him on a personal level, friend level, but also seeing him as a player, I don't know, good dude definitely yeah interesting that it's been multiple roles but especially seeing him as brandon's like boss for a little bit when brandon was doing all the social media they hired there's a different social media person this year but brandon still helps out but i don't know it's interesting and on the insurance side like ben's our insurance guy. we like (laughs) see lots of different aspects of him and seeing him have kids but still thriving through that has been cool
0: nice yeah i I like that (laughs) Um, I, I don't know. I think we've kind of gone through our list of questions. Um, do you have anything else you want to like talk about or any questions or?
1: Uh, the only thing I was I was thinking back to like the first year of the team, the first games that they had were in St. Paul. And I remember back at that point they for one year, I think it was only one year. They actually had a dance team, a windchill dance team. I don't know if you knew this. I had nothing wow. to do with it. We were in college. <laughs> Um, I had nothing to do with, it, but yeah, they literally, I don't even know how it came to be, but they at halftime and on the, like basically had cheerleaders that would cheer on the side. So like, that's kind of crazy to me. I like forget about that a lot. Um, they also used to have a hot tub that was on a pickup truck bed where you, you the VIP like experience was you sat in the hot tub on this like pickup truck. During it, I think that was maybe the first year, one of the first couple of years. So it's kind of, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy how things change, but still cool things. But it's like,
0: Interesting. it
1: feels like forever ago that, yeah, there was a dance team. I didn't know anybody on it, but it was fun to watch them. And it's come so far, but it still has always been a big deal. Like they've always put a lot into the fan experience, even if they were only getting spouses and like parents and friends at that time like that was only nobody knew what it was but they pushed through all of it and here they are now they get hundreds of fans at each game I think last night maybe could have been a record if just from my opinion looking out to the stands if not I don't know what the numbers were but we want to see that every time now right seeing how busy it was yesterday is it's super fun
0: yeah absolutely and there are a lot of radicals fans too a which lot. like it's kind of cool because again, it, it's growing the sport and kind of yeah. bringing that competition among fans too a little bit It made us cheer louder. And yeah, yeah, that's cool.
1: That's been a dan- yeah. They were the dance team. Yeah. I like forgot. I was trying to think back to like what I remember about the earliest years. And I remember a couple of the players, I mean, two of our best friends both also played on Winchell They don't anymore, but it's like we a couple of our best friends have played on the team that I like, we were friends with. Brandon knew know the, knows them from Windchill, and they're still our best friends even years after they stopped playing. So, it's most of his like really good friends are, and my really good friends are because of Ultimate. Like we would have never had them as friends without this. So, it's been yeah. a good ride, and it's not stopping anytime soon. So,
0: absolutely, we know that. Well, Keely, it's been great having you on. Really, really appreciate your insight. This has been super interesting to hear just a different perspective.
1: Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. We'll have to get Brandon on. We'll see.
0: We'll we'll get him at, at we'll get some him. point. <laughs> right?
1: And calling him Brandon. No one calls him Brandon. They think it's weird. They call him Mattis. And so even just saying Brandon, I call him Brandon, but I'm like the only one, right? So people will hear me say Brandon. They're like, who are you talking about? Like Mattis. It's Mattis.
0: <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie. This whole podcast, it's felt weird calling him Brandon. I, I bet. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's either Mattis or Brandon Mattis. Like, <laughs> right. No, it's yeah. just, I feel like. it. It's felt weird to me. but <laughs> Well, we want to definitely shout out. Uh, just th- uh, Thank you to all our fans who have been listening and watching. Um, we want to give a special thanks to the R1P1 Network, because episodes presented by them, who have been doing great work um, getting them involved, too, with uh, growing the ultimate sport. They're working in the sports agency world, doing all of our graphics and social media posts. Um, and you know, the wind chill are off while well, they're, they're away at a couple away games for the next couple of weeks, but they'll be back on July 9th. Um, and again, after, after the crowd last night, with a lot of radicals fans making noise. We want to show up big. That's an Indianapolis alley cats game. So that, that game's going to be big. Come out, come out, support the team. Come introduce yourself to Keely. Now, you know, her face, she won't know you. <laughs> um, and yeah, let's, let's get, let's get loud in the stands. Um, and don't forget to stay chilly.